You're listening to episode 38 of the Tennis Files podcast with special guest Preston Lemon. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the show. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. And today we're going to explore how tennis players can best choose the right racket for their game. And it's going to be a really fun episode because we have uh, on the show Preston Lemon, who is a uh, sales manager for Wilson. And um, Wilson obviously makes, you know, some of the most popular rackets on the market today. And then we're going to, you know, after giving you this advice on how to choose your uh, the racket for your game, we're going to review uh, six rackets that Preston and Wilson sent to me. Uh, to try out, uh, which was really uh, exciting and fun for me. Um, they include um, three different models of the Wilson Blade, um, the uh, the Pro Staff 97, um, the Roger Federer Autograph, which is a sick-looking racket. Um, it's one of the best designs I've ever seen, um, and the uh, Wilson Ultra 100. Um, so we're going to do a, a fairly in-depth review of those rackets as well on the show uh, with Preston. So you know, without further ado, um, here is my interview with Preston Lemon from Wilson. Hey, everybody. This is Mirabon, and welcome to the Tennis Files podcast. Uh, I have the honor of speaking with Preston Lemon, who is a territory sales manager for Wilson Sporting Goods uh, in the Mid-Atlantic region. Preston uh, is a member, or was a member, rather, of the Virginia Tech tennis team. Uh, he had a very accomplished junior career as well. He was ranked fourth in the Mid-Atlantic region. Uh, and I, I met uh, Preston you know, while he was a junior when we were both playing uh, as young kids. Uh, Preston was also a member of the 2005 Junior Davis Cup team. Uh, he was born in Salem, Virginia, and he was also four-time team MVP uh, at his high school Preston, I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today, and I know that our audience is going to you know, really benefit from your n- knowledge about rackets. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Preston. Um, yeah, Preston does a, has done a great job you know, as a rep for Wilson, and I, I believe before that you also uh, were a rep for Bablet as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to start off by getting a sense, Preston, of how you got to where you are today, uh, in your tennis career. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, I graduated from college and, um, I was teaching tennis at, you know, a local club in Roanoke where I'm from and, um, you know, just connected with one of the pros there that, um, had a relationship with, um, one of the Babylon reps, um, who was in charge of all the, the global junior players and, and global pros as well. And, you know, I, I was like, Hey, you know, that sounds like a really cool thing. And, uh, you know, tennis is obviously something I'm very, very passionate about. And, um, you know, why not work on the business side of tennis? And so, um, that was kind of my first end, I guess, to, uh, to start working on, on, on that side of tennis and, um, that side of the business. So that's how I got started with Fabla. And then, um, 
kind of worked my way up um, within the company to, you know, first start out kind of an entry-level position, um, working with kind of juniors and um, the package deals, you know, that players used to get when they were ranked, you know, top 10 in their section or top 150 nationally. Not quite the fully sponsored players, but uh, kind of the, the players the, the players that are kind of getting discounts. Um, and then kind of worked my way into um, more of a managerial role uh, in charge of all the juniors nationally and working with academies and sponsorships um, in that regard. So, yeah. That's fantastic, Preston. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, your job as a racket rep and now manager uh, is just really neat because you're always uh, involved and, and have the, uh, you know, the know as far as this, the latest racket technologies and you also get to impact players by advising them uh, specifically on what, uh, you know, rackets uh, will suit them best and stuff. So I think that's a really, really cool job. And I'm really glad that I'm getting to speak with you today. I appreciate that. And, you know, as far as you being a sales manager for Wilson, what what do you love the most about this job that you have? I get to work in tennis, you know, first and foremost. It's, um, it's just a lot of fun to be able to do something for a career that you're passionate about. Um, and, and also just, I love people. So, um, combining those two things working with people, you know, find the right products and, and having these great relationships, because as we know, you know, tennis is such a relationship driven business. And so, um, it's just been really fun being able to combine those two things and, and also just, um, yeah, you know, having, having the flexibility and, and, and being able to, to travel and see different parts of, of the, of, of the territory and um, work with these different accounts has, has really been enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm sure it is. And, you know, you've done a great job in uh, being able to work for two of the, you know, biggest companies in tennis right now. So, you know, before we get to the educational part uh, about how our audience can um, figure out how to, you know, choose a record for them, I'm just always curious about my guests as far as, you know, uh, the unique things that they have in their personalities and whatnot. So what are three things that most of the world doesn't know about Preston Lemon? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd say the, the first thing is uh, in first grade, I, I broke my collarbone uh, riding a bike. My my older sister um, told me that I needed to, we had like a, in our neighborhood, we there was like a root that had, that had grown underneath the uh, the sidewalk, so it kind of formed a ramp. And my <laughs> my sweet sister told me that uh, I should ride down as fast as I can without my brakes and yeah. see what happens and see as much see as much air as I could as I could get and uh, ended up uh, breaking my collarbone. So that was my first first bone I ever broke in first grade. Um, see something else. I uh, tennis wasn't my first love. Um, Soccer was my first love. I um, played travel soccer growing up and um, was a goalie and um, had to make that, that tough decision like very early on at you know, probably 11 or 12 years old that tennis was something I wanted to focus on that I loved even more than soccer, but soccer was my first love. And then lastly, um, I'm a bit of a numbers guy. So um, I have this, this kind of party trick that I can – I can say a lot of uh, area codes across the country. And I think that kind of started with my job at Babylon or my territory was the U.S. So I um, learned a lot of area codes and kind of just built on that, and that's become kind of a, a party trick. So it's kind of odd. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that helps with remembering 
I guess the number of rackets you need to send out or something like that. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, so Preston now, um, you know, we're going to use you know, all the knowledge that you've, uh, learned throughout the years about rackets to just help our listeners on how they can best choose a racket. So I guess I'm going to start off by asking you kind of a broad question, but how should players approach um, choosing a racket for their game? Um, I think it's all about asking the right questions um, and, and, and bringing out a wide variety of rackets for players to demo. Um, the great thing um, and the challenging thing about, about my job is, you know, we do have so many rackets um, because people have such different, um, you know, preferences. So, uh, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint, you know, what is the right racket for a certain type of player. But um, typically, I mean, for a beginner player, um, you know, I would probably put them in a racket that is going to be a little bit more forgiving um, and a racket that, it, in a sense, is going to do some of the work for them. Um, you know, beginner players typically don't have the same stroke production and, and um, you know, same same way of hitting the ball as some of your more advanced players. So um, being able to give them a racket that is, you know, at least mid plus head size to, you know, hundred square inch or bigger is usually how I, how I would at least start um, in terms of, of putting a racket in someone's hands, just, and also kind of asking questions on, you know, are you looking for more power? Are you looking for more control? You know, maybe you hit a really flat ball and you need to hit with a little bit more spin. Um, so kind of asking questions and kind of gearing that towards specific players, but it really all depends. You know, you can also take a beginner player that, you know, has a huge swing and hits with a lot of power and they need a smaller head size with more control. So, um, kind of back to my point, I just, I think you need to demo a lot of different rackets to really find what, what works best for your game. Yeah, that makes sense, Preston. And, um, yeah, is there a way to kind of delineate also like what rackets are best for, um, baseliners versus certain volleyers or like, you know, big hitters and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, um, you know, last year Wilson came up with, with, with a great idea, um, with uh, our different seg- seg- segments within our line, different mm-hmm. segmentation. So, um, like we, we've broken it down into your, your awkward players, which are more of your, um, you know, I'd say beginner intermediate, we don't want to pigeonhole you and say, you know, this is, you know, you're this type of player. So you have to play with this type of racket, but at least it's a conversation starter. So we have all court players, um, which, you know, they, maybe they play a lot of doubles, um, you know, they need something with a little bit more power. Um, and then we have baseliners. Uh, and then we also have our attacker, our attacker line. So between those lines, you know, going one by one, <clears throat> I mean, our all court line, you know, we have like, like an ultra or an ultra XP, um, or triads. So some of those rackets are, are kind of best suited for, for your all court players. And typically the head sizes are a little bit bigger. The beam of the racket is going to be a little bit thicker. Um, the model is going to play a little bit stiffer in the sense that it's going to be more powerful, yet it's going to be soft and it's going to be forgiving on the arm as well. Um, your servant volleyers typically want more control and more feel, so um, they're going to play with a center-beamed racket, um, a smaller head size. Typically, the racket's going to be a little bit more head light um, because the player is a little bit more advanced and they you know, know how to properly maneuver the racket to 
kind of put the ball where they want it to go. So they want a racket that has a little bit more flex to it to give you a little bit more feel and control. Uh, and then for your big hitters, typically you, you want a racket that is also going to be kind of, con- yeah, well, it depends, but I'd say a little bit more control-oriented as well um, because those are the players that need a little bit more control and they already are generating enough power, so they need maybe a tighter string pattern um, because they're already gener- generating enough spin and power um, and maybe a little bit smaller head size with a little bit more flex as well. It's good, good stuff, Preston. And so you mentioned a term flex, which I mean, when I actually uh, heard that initially, I wasn't sure what it was. So do you mind um, just kind of defining what flex means for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it took me a while just, you know, being a being a junior and college player and then working in the industry to kind of understand what, what that meant. Because uh, typically I would say you, know, you, you take a you know powerful racket and you say, man, this racket feels you know very forgiving and very soft when in fact it actually is stiff, which has a very like negative connotation, but it, it, it honestly just means that, you know, the racket is going to be more powerful because it's stiffer. And then on the other side, flex um, is a racket that is going to bend a little bit when you make contact with the ball. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's very subtle. It's not like the racket is bending in half, but um, like, for instance, like if you look at Roger Federer when he hits the ball in slow-mo and TV, the racket is kind of bending a little bit because the ball is absorbing or the racket's absorbing the ball being hit. And therefore the ball is coming back more controlled. You know, the best analogy I use for people is, you know, if you don't hit a ball against a tennis wall, okay, the ball is going to come back pretty quickly. But now if you hit that same ball against like a sponge wall or like mm-hmm. a wall, that's going to kind of absorb the pace, it's going to come back slower, more controlled. So like when Rafa, you know, hits, hits a forehand on TV, you don't really see his racket moving too much because he's technically playing with a stiffer model versus Federer on the other side is playing with a more flexible, more control-oriented racket. Uh, that makes sense, Preston. And so I guess it's, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like um, uh, a racket with more flex is better suited to maybe more um, skilled players, um, perhaps, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Could we also say the same about weight? I mean, generally, our advanced players uh, do they do they prefer more uh, heavier frames? Absolutely, um, you're seeing that on the tour, all the way down to some of your top juniors, um, where they are playing with heavier rackets because they want a little bit more mass, they want a little bit more stability to be able to hit on their shots. You're you're, you're definitely seeing seeing that as well. Gotcha, excellent, and then. You know, another parameter, which I think you touched upon briefly, but so the head size, um, are you generally, would you generally recommend that beginners go with a bigger head size? Typically, I would recommend that. Um, now, it, it just, it depends on the level of the player, but you know, for, for someone who's just starting out, um, it's going to, you know, the bigger the head size, the bigger the sweet spot. Therefore, you're going to get more power. It's going to be more forgiving. Um, typically beginner players are not, you know, hitting the ball in the same spot of the racket every single time. So they need a racket that, uh, kind of has an expanded sweet spot in a sense. Um, and some of like our, you know, our Wilson rackets that have come out last year and continue into this year have, they call it parallel drilling. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the grommets on the rackets, kind of in the upper corners, um, the grommets are actually parallel versus at an angle. And what that does is expands the sweet spot. So, so players are able to, you know, um, you know, still have that 
you know, be able to hit that sweet spot, even though they're not hitting the center of the racket. Gotcha. Well, it's, as always, all these awesome technologies coming out the pike. And then, so last thing just to, um, you know, touch upon um, in regarding to choosing rackets is, so like when you, when you talk about the head light uh, and head heavy and whatnot, are, it's, is it generally true that we uh, advanced players want headlight rackets while um, beginner players and intermediates prefer more towards the head heavy to get them more power? Absolutely. So with, you know, with your bigger head size rackets, they're typically going to be lighter and they're typically going to be more either even balanced or head heavy. Typically they're, you know, maybe one or two points head light unstrong. And then with it strong, it's going to be a little more head heavy, either even or head heavy. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, beginner players or players that need a little bit of help from the racket, kind of call that plow through effect. So when they're making contact with the ball, the head of the racket is kind of carrying through their shot to kind of give them that little bit extra help on, on, on each stroke they're hitting versus your more advanced players prefer, um, more weight in the handle. Um, and, and you're even seeing, you know, players customizing the way they're putting, you know, silicone or, um, extra weight in the handle to make it even more head light because they already have the right stroke production and they already know how to hit the ball the right way. And they don't want the racket doing the work for them. They want their arm and, the, and trust kind of in their shot to, to do it the right way. So that's why they're playing with more head light racket. I mean, like Federer, for instance, is playing with, you know, a racket that's 12 points head light. Um, so which is extremely head light. So it just goes to show top player in the world at that level, then obviously you kind of work your way down and, and kind of find what's what's best suited for your game. All right, that's awesome. And so as far as strings, I mean, it, it, you know, one thing to point out, I guess, um, you know, first off, uh, as Preston said, I mean, the best thing you can do is just to demo a bunch of rackets according to you know, the parameters that he mentioned and uh, just see what feels best for you. But a lot of times when you demo I mean, the demos come with all these different strings and uh, tensions, especially if you get them from a brick and mortar store. Um, so, how can uh, how much can strings really change the playability and dynamics and feel of a tennis racket? I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, it's the string is the the engine of a car, you know, in the sense that you know I'd say it makes up about up to fifty percent of the playability of the racket. So, if you're not if you're not playing with the right string or the right tension. Um, you know, and the racket that you're playing with there can totally have a negative, you know, uh, impact on, on, uh, how the, how the, how the racket feels. So, um, it, it does play a huge part and you're starting to see, you know, uh, Luxon and what they've done with the polyester strings. Now it's been 20 years and how that's totally revolutionized the sport of tennis and how players are able to hit bigger, harder, you know, stronger shots. And still keep the ball in place. So the, the string has has made a a huge, huge uh, improvement on the game. Yeah, there's so many strings out these days, and um, I mean, just a wide variety to choose from. Um, so Preston and Wilson, um, they're just you know really kind enough to send me some demos actually of their newest uh, models. Um, I reached out to Preston, and he was extremely responsive and professional, and uh, he was able to send me six rackets, and um, they're the new uh, Wilson Blade uh, 18 by 20, uh, the Wilson Blade 16 by 19, the uh, again the Blade uh, 98S, uh, which is the spin version. Uh, the Pro Staff 97, uh, the new one, and uh, the Wilson RF Autograph, 
and the Ultra 100, which Preston uh, mentioned briefly. Um, so I'm just going to go through um, you know, each racket with Preston and kind of first give the specs and then our, our um, take and uh, just feedback on the racket. So Preston, why don't you take it away with the specs on the, uh, the Blade 18x20? So the Blade 18x20 is a 98-inch racket. Um, there's a little confusion where people always say, hey, I want the Blade 98. But as you can see, there are a couple models. Within the within the blade family, that's also a 98 square inch. They just have different you know different weights and balances. So the blade 98 18 by 20 um, is obviously 98 square inches, 18 by 20 string pattern, 10.7 ounces unstrung or in grams 304 grams, um, and it's um, seven points or six points head light. I'm sorry. So um, so that is the blade 18 by 20. Fantastic. And so, you know, what are your impressions about the racket as far as, you know, how it plays and like who you'd recommend should play with this racket? I mean, it's one of the most popular rackets on tour. Um, you're seeing that 1820 string pattern a lot on the professional tour. So um, I'd recommend it for, for big hitters, for players that are already gen- generating a lot of power and spend. Um, you know, the 1820 is a, is a tighter, denser string pattern. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're looking for more feel, more touch, um, you know, something with more control, you know, the 1820 is a, is a great option there. Um, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, the, the flex of the racket, you know, it speaks for itself. I mean, we're now in the sixth, sixth version of, of the blade family. Um, one of the most popular lines, like I said, on tour. So it's, um, it's, it's done very well for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Blade 18 by 20 first off, I mean, I am actually a type of player who hits with a lot of spin and whatnot. I'm you know, 5-0 player and whatever, but I, you know, I tested this racket out, and I actually tested the previous model out before and liked it, and I, I really fell in love with this racket. Um, and, you know, I was slightly surprised just because I hit with a lot of spin, and, uh, you know, as I said, but I, you know, the, the control and the feel are really unparalleled to me from what I've tried. Um, I just had a a different sort of, um, you know, grasp of the ball. As you said, the flex is really fantastic. And, you know, I just, when I uh, hit the ball, I I always knew where it was going. Um, My returns were, were unbelievable. And, you know, Preston isn't, or Wilson, they're not paying me like a million dollars to say this or anything, but I'm just, you know, I, I was really astounded by, how much of a difference the racket itself made versus, um, and you know, obviously they make great rackets, but like I played with a pure drive, uh, or sorry, a, uh, arrow from a uh, Babolat. And, um, I just, sometimes when I struck the ball, like I didn't quite feel where it was going to go. Sometimes it would, with the blade, it just went directly where I wanted it to. Um, so the ground strokes were great. The volleys were excellent. Um, and I even let my friend hit with, uh, the the blade for a little bit, and he basically said the same thing. Even on shots where he like miss hit or were off center, they still went in the direction that he wanted it to go. And I particularly felt that the stability of the racket was fantastic. Um, and you know it was good on serves. Um, I mean the only thing is obviously with the eighteen by twenty string pattern, you might not get as much spin. Well, you won't as with like a sixteen by nineteen pattern, which is why. 
um, Wilson also made a 16 by 19 version of this racket. But, um, you know, I guess I don't want to speak forever, but I basically really enjoyed playtesting the Blade 18 by 20 and enjoyed the enhanced control and feel that I haven't experienced with any other racket so far. Um, so I really like that one and I'm highly considering actually switching to it. So it's really great, great job by Wilson on that one. That's awesome feedback. Um, one quick question. How did that, um, how did this model compare to previous blade models that you've tried? So that's a great question, Preston, because I felt like it was a little more comfortable in the sense that I, it was a little more forgiving slightly and felt a little softer to me. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's because of the countervail technology, which I guess we can get into a little bit, but I just, you know, it was more comfortable. So after the hitting session, I really didn't feel anything, uh, any tightness in my arm or anything at all. So it was maybe slightly more playable, um, you know, so it was, it was good. Very good. Good. Yeah. And that, and the, the countervail, you, you hit right on it. I was going to talk about it. It's, um, you know, this new technology that, that's going to be coming out in our blade line and then um, some other some other new lines coming out in the future as well. And, um, you know, what's great about it, when you make contact with the ball, there's a certain amount of, of um, you know, energy that your arm is, or impact that your arm's absorbing. And this new counterrail is essentially reducing that muscle fatigue by about 14.5%. Um Milos Raonic is already playing with a new countervail. He's been playing with it for all of 2016. He switched three days before Australian Open. Mm-hmm. Um, Semi-Australian Open, final Wimbledon. Uh, he's currently four in the world playing in the, you know, in the London uh, year-end fi- finals there. So he's having an unbelievable year. He's serving bigger. He hasn't worn the sleeve at all this year. So he's really contributing that to this new technology countervail, which is on all the all the models that you tried. So in the blade line. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic stuff. And also, I mean, there's something about, I mean, like the, the paint job, like the feel of it, especially the matte, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but the matte black, the matte uh, finish. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty sweet. And like how the, there's like the grayish lettering in the inside and, uh, you know, just very well done. I really, really love that racket. Um, so okay. now, Oh, go ahead. Preston. No, no, no. That's just great feedback. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, no, no worries. I mean, I love it. Um, and so now the Wilson Blade 16 by 19, uh, Preston, if you could kind of explain like the slight differences in that one. So that's for, and it's easy to talk about this one. This is my racket, the racket I play <laughs> with. Um, I was in a pure drive pretty much my whole junior and college career and then working for Babylon after that. So, um, I preferred, I think, the 1619 more so um, because I'm used to that string pattern, first and foremost. Um, but the specs of the racket, um, aside from the string pattern, is the same as the Blade 1820. So it's, once again, it's a 98 square inch. This is 16 by 19 string pattern, which means it's a little bit more open string pattern. Um, it's also 10.7 ounces in weight or, um, or 304 grams, and then also 6 points headlight. Um, but the biggest difference is is the string pattern, obviously. So it's a little bit more open. Um, it's more of a kind of traditional string pattern. You see the 1619 in a lot of a lot of different models, not just Wilson. Um, so for me, I felt like, you know, I could get a little bit more spin, hit, hit with a little bit more power. Um, 
you lose a bit a bit of control because it's not the 1820, but at the same time, with the spinner being the smaller head size for me, it was just the, the right amount of control that I needed. Uh, I felt like I'd been able to, to hit the ball bigger, swing harder, faster, and still keep the ball in play. So um, for me, it's been it's been awesome the last couple of years playing with playing with the boy 1619, and also I'm loving the new the new technology with the countervail, and I feel like it's a little bit softer, a little bit easier on the arm. Um, and I feel like I'm recovering a little bit faster. I'm not sore the next day after playing. That's fantastic to hear, Preston. And I'm I'm glad that we each slightly prefer the different models so we could yeah, talk about it in depth. Um, yeah, for the, me, the 1619, which is a string pattern I'm more familiar with, um, I did definitely notice that it was um, a little easier to, like you said, produce more spin as well as more power. I guess in the end, I just love the the extra control and feel of the eighteen by twenty, uh, with more, which is why I I guess prefer that one. But at the same time, the Wilson, uh, uh, the the blade sixteen by nineteen was a little more easy to play with slightly, because um, you really you know if you don't have good technique, uh, especially on the eighteen by twenty. You're gonna hit it short. Um, I found so, but sixty by nineteen, great racket. I, I think if for players who are more used to that um, string pattern and and um, you know want to produce a little more spin and power, um, definitely at least try that one out. It's, it's a very solid racket as well. So yeah, I mean, I guess with that being said, for our experiences on that one. Let's shift to uh, the Blade 98S um, and just uh, take it away, Preston, with, uh, with the specs. Sure, yeah. So the specs of that model, um, also a 98 square inch head size, um, 10.4 ounces in weight, um, 294 grams. So it's going to be a little bit lighter than the other two models that we just mentioned, the Blade family. Um, and then the biggest difference is the string pattern. It's an 18 by 16 string pattern. Which we're calling that the preci- precision string pattern, so um, spin model. So it's a little bit open, uh, more open than the 1619. Um, Wilson has a patent on their uh, spin effect technology, which uh, means no other company is allowed to have less cross strings than main strings. Wow. Um, so it's kind of inverted from you know 1619 now, not a, not a 1618, but an 1816. So a little bit more open, a little bit lighter. Um, this racket I'd say is, um, you're not going to see as many, you know, either college level players or, uh, super big hitters in this model still really popular. I think this kind of, um, casts a wider net in terms of the audience of different levels that can play with this racket. You can still get good players in this racket, obviously. Um, but I think it also opens the door for some players that maybe hit a little flatter that need a little bit more spin. Um, it's been highly, highly successful, um, especially in the club level. Um, guy currently at Virginia Tech is also playing for 98S. So um, from from a club level all the way up to a college level, you know, it, it does fit somewhere in between those levels. Um, but also a great, a great racket in, in the line. Um, for me, I felt like it was a little bit too light, and um, the string pattern was a little bit too open for me. I, I was losing a little bit of control. Um, still a lot of power, but that feel and that control, I, I just wasn't quite getting um, with that particular model. But for someone who's looking for just a little bit more control and they still need some extra power and some extra help from the racket, I think it's a great option. 
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Yeah, Preston. I mean, uh, first of all, I think that's really cool that you guys um, <laughs> have that patent to where I guess no one else um, can have, uh, what is it, uh, less cross strings than you guys? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fumbling right now. Yep. Right. Uh, that's pretty yep. cool. But yeah, with the 18 by 16, I mean, again, you know, notice, noticeably bigger space in between um, the strings or at least the squares when you can see uh, on the head of the racket with the strings. Um and yeah, I, I I could get like a ridiculous amount of spin, which was you know it was an insane amount of spin for me. So I definitely echo your sentiment that if you're having trouble hitting spin, this pattern, uh, eighteen by sixteen pattern on the Blade ninety eight S will help you to produce that spin. But at the same time, it's just a racket that I feel I I don't need as much like it that you know that enhanced spin because I already hit with enough of it. And so that's where the the control was kind of lost and whatnot for me. Um, still think it's a, a good option for some, and try it out. But um, yeah, I, I obviously prefer the uh, eighteen by twenty right now by a, a slight margin. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but good racket, good racket. Um, so now uh, we're gonna shift to the Pro Staff ninety seven, which is a sweet looking racket. It's it looks kind of. Uh, just like the blade, except it's just uh, black and red primarily instead of the black and green. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess um, for the specs, Preston, uh, what what do we got for that? So this model is a 97 square inch, obviously with the name ProStep 97. Um, it's 11.1 ounces of weight, uh, and then it's a 16 by 19 string pattern. Um, so... There's difference in this model. This is going to be more control-oriented, even more so than the blade. I'd say the blade is more of a hybrid frame mm-hmm. um, in terms of the control and the power, um, where you get a good combination of both. The blade is really your 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 classic uh, racket. Uh, we're, we're in the into the 11th version of the Pro Staff line, which is incredible, um, dating back all the way from an 85 square inch head size, to, you know, the original classic Pro Staff, all the way to what we have today in the, in the, uh, the current ProSap 97. Um, there's a lot of talk about that racket. Um, two years ago when Roger Federer switched, um, not the racket we're talking about now, but just switched to that ProSap line um, into a bigger head size right. um, from a 90 to a 97, which just goes to show um, the modern game and the direction that we're going and just needing a little bit, a little bit more power without compromising the feel and the control that, that the ProSap is so well known for. Um, so those models or that model is a braided graphite with Kevlar. Um, so it really has that crisp, that classic feel that players love in a racket. Um, you see, um, you know, kind of some of the older demographic really enjoying the process line. Maybe they grew up either with a wooden racket or grew up in, in, um, some of those more of a classic feeling racket. So, you know, some of the other, um, models out in the market are just too powerful for them. So they, they still just prefer that classic feel, um, that, that really, really good control. They can direct the ball, put the ball wherever they want it to go. So, um, this version is a little bit lighter than 
the Roger Federer version. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, the frame itself is a flat beam frame, so the shape of it, I guess, is a little bit different than um, the Pro Staff, which is, or the blade, which is a little bit more rounded, but it, um, the, the frame itself, the geometry of it is slightly different as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been the regular Pro Staff 97, believe it or not, is our best seller um, in, in for all Wilson rackets. And I think it's number four in the TIA numbers wow. um, overall in the industry. So it's our best seller and fourth best selling racket in the entire you know industry of rackets. So um, really popular. Not for everybody. It's definitely, uh, I would recommend more towards your higher level players. Um, unless they're players that are just used to that classic feel, like I mentioned earlier. So um, for big hitters, players with that um, need more that need more control, that like you know slice and dice, like to move forward, like to volleys, um, kind of that attacker line racket that I was talking about. Yeah, no, great uh, feedback there, Preston. And yeah, so I mean, I, I hit with this uh, racket as well, um, the ProSap ninety seven. Uh, I tell you what, I loved about it. I could knife slices like um, a stick through butter or a knife through butter rather. It was, <laughs> gosh, horrible metaphor. But um, yeah, it, it was really fantastic in that regard. The control was great and I, I enjoyed hitting with it. But, you know, I guess coming from like uh, the the um, arrow and I guess other rackets that kind of had some oomph uh, with it, um, you know, as you mentioned, it was it's it's even more control oriented and a bit heavier um it's is a little tougher for me to play with um i'm not you know the type of guy that's used to like the classic feel per se i guess and Mm i you know uh and it was a little bit tough i guess on off center hits i mean obviously most off center hits won't feel that great but in comparison with the blade for me the blade was a little more forgiving but that being said you know when i hit it in the center and and whatnot and, and also on volleys it was very good and i i do tell you that um, one of my friends, Chris Downs, he like gets every racket that that comes out and and tries them. Um, he tried this racket, and he loved it, and he ordered one, I believe. So, um, there you go. I mean, he really liked that racket, and it enhanced his game a lot. So, just depends who you are, as as Preston said. You know, if you like that classic feel, um, go for it. Um, it you know the paint job again looks awesome, and um, it's it's uh it's good good solid racket. Great. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head also with, you know, if you're playing with, I mean, the racket you, you've been playing with is on the total opposite spectrum, you're not going to, you know, this is such a different feeling racket. And if you're looking for something similar, it's, it's, yeah, it's not going to be the racket for you. But if you're looking for something with, you know, more control and, and better maybe for serving volleys and slicing and things like that, then it could be a good option. Right, right. And um, yeah, I think Chris actually used to play with a, a Pro Staff 6.1, so that makes even more sense too. Um, that one mm-hmm. is pretty heavy, as I recall, uh, classic. So, you know, you guys were so kind to send me these demos and um, the Wilson RF autograph, man, I mean, that one is, it looks so sweet. Uh, it's all black with like some uh, accents and stuff. And like, I guess it's probably laser engraved. It's got his Roger signature as well. Um yeah, I guess uh, take it away on that one, Preston, with, with the specs on this monster. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, it's just a collector's item, and I think everyone should have that racket just because it's, I think it's the best-looking racket I've ever seen and yeah. currently the best-looking racket on the market for sure. Yeah. Um, the specs of the racket, um, also 97 square inches. These All these specs are Roger Federer's specs. 
Um, in order to have the signature on his racket, he needed to have the, his specs of exactly what he's playing with. So it's 97 square inches, 12 ounces unstrung. So it's a little heavier than the 11.1 that we were just talking about in the regular Pro Staff 97. Um, it's 12 points headlight, and I forgot to mention in, in the regular 97, uh, that model is 10 points headlight. So this racket's even more headlight than, than, the, than the regular Pro Staff. Mm. Um, and both models have 16 by 19 string pattern. So um, the biggest differences in this model is it's a little heavier, you know, 0.9 ounces heavier, um, and it's a little bit more headlight, so two points more headlight than the regular Pro Staff. Um, but what's, what's I mean, so in terms of the, the feedback of the racket, it's going to be very similar. I mean, and you can speak to that, but it's going to be very similar to uh, the feedback of the regular i7. It's just a little bit heavier. It's a little bit more mass. Um, if you felt the other was a little heavy, then, you know, this obviously in the right racket for you. Right. Some of the great things about it, um, is the fact that Roger Federer truly designed this racket. You know, he worked very closely with the R and D department for a very long time, you know, worked them every step of the way to come out with this particular racket. We're calling it the tuxedo of rackets, um, based on, you know, that elastic paint, that matte finish that you're talking about. You know, at three o'clock and nine o'clock on the rackets, you can see it has kind of a glossier finish. Right. Um, it's just totally Roger Federer. Um, we're calling it an uncontaminated design, and you're starting to see that in other models that we're carrying moving forward, where you're not seeing the labels on the rackets. They're always little subtle, you know, uh, details on the racket. Like if you're look at uh, the very top of the racket, and you're about to string it and line it up, it has a Swiss flag right next to the under under where the grommets are. Um, it's yeah. got a space and signature on the inside of it. I mean, I spent one day like 10 minutes just kind of looking through the racket and finding all these these different little details that, that have been added to the racket. It's that, um, that uncontaminated, that, you know, that clean. So it really has that, that bold yet, you know, and, and but simple but elegant look all at the same time, which is really cool. And also the fact that they laser etched, you know, the, the pro step on the racket so you can feel kind of the raised uh, lettering on the racket itself. So there's just a lot of great detail that went into the racket. Um, it's just, like I said, a collector's item and something that, you know, the greatest player of all time is designed and, and is going to be playing with in January, which is really, really cool and really exciting for Wilson. Yeah. I think that's really special that Roger works so closely with Wilson and, uh, it's just, again, a sick racket. I mean, I'm, I have it in my hand now. I'm fortunate enough to, you know, have it here. Um, thanks to you guys. And yeah, it's got the Swiss flag on the inside of the throat, as you mentioned, his face and like the autograph and the Swiss flag again on the top of the racket. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. So basically, you know, as you mentioned, this is kind of a heavy racket, so, I mean, the thing with the this racket is it felt good, um, extremely solid, but at the same time, I just, I couldn't get the whip that I normally would get with um, a little bit lighter rackets. Um, so that was kind of tough for me. Uh, it was fantastic at net, um, maybe a little less maneuverable, um, you know, if you aren't used to that weight again. And overheads and serves were good with it. Um, but in the end, um, if like Preston said, if it's if it's too heavy for you, then it's probably not the right one. But I mean, I can't say that the control is fantastic, the stability is fantastic, and it looks really cool. So you know, it might be for you. I encourage you to at least test it out so you can you know feel like the the, the same racket that Roger uses. Um, it's 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 a pretty pretty cool 
uh, feeling to to use it. You know, that being said, a racket that I thought was pretty pretty very playable and um, easy to use in the uh, the Ultra 100. So, Preston, if you could talk about the um, you know different specs on this one. Okay. Yeah. So this. Um, so the racket set. The first one, one, two, three, four, five rackets that we've talked about leading up to this have all kind of fit in the attacker category mm-hmm. or segment segmentation of our rackets. Um, the Ultra 100 will fall into into more of the all quarter segment of players. Um, the specs of this racket it's a 100 square inches. Uh, it's 10.6 ounces in weight, mm-hmm. 10 by 19 Stratter, um, and it's seven points headlight. So biggest difference, it has a little bit more of a um, elliptical frame, so a little bit more rounded frame um, than the other models. Um, it has a little bit of a raised edge, if you can feel on the inside of the throat of the racket, mm-hmm. um, which is going to give you a little bit more um, maneuverability and allow you to kind of swing through the air a little bit faster, a little bit more aerodynamic in a sense. Um, biggest thing with this racket is it has a cushion foam handle, um, so it's going to be softer. Um, it's going to be more comfortable. Um, I like to think of, of, of this type of racket as a universal racket that's great for a lot of different players. Um, you, you're going to see it on the tour. You're going to see it with good college players, good juniors. You're even going to see it at the two five three zero level. So um, you're getting all sorts of players in this type of racket. Effortless power. Um, it's very comfortable. It has the parallel drilling that I was talking about earlier. So it's going to be... Um, you know, so off-center shots, it's going to – and a sweet spot, sweet spot. So um, it's really for a lot of different types of players. It also has this, this high-performance carbon fiber, which is added power, so it's going to be more powerful than most. Um, but all around, it's just it's a good, comfortable, powerful racket that, that I think a lot of players can play with. And lastly, I mean, I think that 100-square-inch is really kind of that sweet spot um, that you're starting to see in the marketplace where um, – a lot of different uh, players really do prefer that head size, unless you're really a more advanced player or um, you're a little bit older and you need a bigger head size for, for more power. But you're starting to see a lot of players really gravitate towards something in, in that in that range in terms of the head size and the weight and the uh, and all that with the rackets. Yeah, great feedback on the, the Ultra 100, Preston. Yeah, I mean, when I hit with this racket, uh, again, it was really easy to play with. Um, I got a lot of power from it. I mean, it felt lighter. And, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like if I got really tired, I could just grab that racket and just, you know, rally really easily. And... It reminded me kind of of the Aero Pro in a sense, just because it compared to the other sticks that we talked about. It's it's uh, it's a hundred, and it's it's kind of has has some of the same characteristics I felt um, in, in that type of of racket. But I definitely enjoyed it, and I think out of all these rackets, um, if you're on the lower end of the NTRP ratings, you might enjoy this one the most because it's the most forgiving. Um, so even if you're maybe not technically sound or whatnot you might still be able to get away with making some of the shots you might not be able to to make um you know you know what i'm saying but um yeah it's just a a really solid racket i enjoyed that one easy to play with but creston you know obviously you guys make so many rackets and i was just wondering and wanted to ask you if there are any other rackets which um 
you know, we didn't talk about today um, that I didn't try that you'd like to just mention and suggest? Yeah, we, we, I mean, we do have other, um, you know, other rackets within different lines of like the, the, you know, the blade line. There's a a 104 square inch, which is also great for a lot of different players. I mean, I'm not going to go into too much detail of these other rackets, but um, we do have other rackets within the different lines, within the ultra line, within the blade line, within the pro staff line. Um, We also have a different line called the ultra XP, which stands for extreme power. Um, and those are great rackets for, I'd say, your 50, you know, and, and up in age demographic. Um, it's the most powerful line of rackets in the marketplace. It has a very solid feel, very forgiving, uh, very powerful. We'll call it the Cadillac of rackets. It has a very unique, sleek look to it as well, um, based on kind of the bridge of the frame. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we really covered it in terms of at least all the different attacker line of rackets. You, you got to at least try the ultra in comparison to what you're kind of using now. Um, but yeah, we I think Wilson does have you know a very comprehensive line of rackets, and there's a racket for every single person in our line, whether it's you know on one spectrum or the other. But um, I think we really have done a good job of, of covering our bases in terms of finding a racket for everybody. Awesome, Preston. And, you know, I, again, I appreciate you guys sending over those rackets to try. And you also, uh, was, you were kind enough to send me some string. So you sent me, uh, some fantastic, uh, string, uh, which is Luxalon 4G, uh, was the one that I primarily, um, strung in these rackets. Uh, and I guess funny story, you know, obviously I was so excited to get the package, uh, and then I saw the rackets, and obviously I should have known this, but then when I saw the rackets unstrung, I was like, oh, crap, I got to string all these. So, <laughs> and, I, and I actually don't currently have a stringer, which I should, but um, I just went to my friend Victor's house and strung a bunch of them up, and uh, Chris strung a couple of them, so that was all good. But um, definitely, <laughs> definitely need to get a stringer. Um, but it was cool. I enjoyed stringing them. Um, so, yeah, anyways, the, the Luxalon 4G was the first one and then the wilson uh, revolve spin and i guess one more quick side note is that i actually did not know that wilson um owns luxalon now so when did that uh happen about so we actually don't own them Um, we're just their official uh distributor so we signed Uh, i don't know if it's a five or ten year deal but we've signed on for as long as as long as i know um to be their official distributor. Um, so they make all their products out of Belgium. Um, and we're, it's just kind of part of our kind of sales program. And, and so we do sell Luxalon, even though we, we don't own them. Aha. Okay. I got you. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, sorry for the misinformation there. Um, but yeah, the four G's, uh, you know, a great string that I really enjoyed, but I, if you could just kind of describe, you know, what type of string it is and, and the specs on that. Yeah, so the um, 4G is very well known for its tension maintenance, um, and that's that's really a, its biggest selling point. There, it's a polyester that's going to hold its tension better than any other polyester. It's um, it, it's you know it, it's it's a good. I mean, it's a string I play with. Uh, Kenny Shikori plays with it. The first time Serena Williams tested 4G, she switched to it. Wow. Um, so you're seeing a strong presence on tour. I mean, Luxon overall is just dominating the, the ATP and WTA market. I mean, on the men's side, we're about 70 players out of the top 100 playing with Luxon. On the women's side, about 50 to 60. 
uh, players in the top 100. So whether you play with Wilson or not, a lot of these players are playing with Luxon string. I mean, at one point, I think we had eight players in the top 10 playing with Luxon string at one point. So um, there's a reason for that. Players love the feel. They love the spin that they're generating with it. Um, like I said, 4G specifically is going to hold tension better than any other polyester. So players really like that. Um, we're finding that players are stringing looser and looser. Um, two years ago, uh, there was a report, you know, Wilson strings, uh, we're the official stringer for the U S open. So we got all the stats and, um, the average tension was 52.5 out of like 5,200 rackets that were strong at the open that year. Um, so we are seeing, but I mean, honestly, I think even in the last few years, we've seen a change in tension and players are stringing rackets even looser. Um, I was stringing at 50 and that's become really average. And, you know, players are stringing even looser. I'm now stringing 48. So um, I think the Bryan brothers are stringing in the thirties, stock was stringing in, I think the low forties, Hewitt was in like the thirties or forties. So um, because of the, uh, the fact that polyester, I mean, it's, technical, I mean, natural gut is a very elastic string, and that's what players used to play with it. Um, and now seeing, you've seen other players in a hybrid, uh, whether they're putting, like, the gut in the main or the crosses and then in polyester, but the reason for that is to dampen down elasticity of the string. Um, and polyester, since it's not very elastic, um, players are stringing looser and looser to get more power and more spend from it. So, um, like I said, 4G has been extremely popular among the pros and juniors and college players everywhere, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, Preston, I really enjoyed uh, the 4G. Uh, it was very comfortable and um, uh, had a lot of great control. So I think that's why when I put it in, especially the blade, um, it was just a control machine. And uh, very good on the arm for me. I got a, a good amount of spin. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt like it's, you know, the tension, well, you know, I didn't have play, I haven't played for it for like weeks or anything, but I, I, I've read a lot about it's, it's supreme tension maintenance. And, um, you know, one of my friends, when I mentioned that I was going to try some 4G said, that's, you know, it's really premium stuff. So in his own words, so, um, you know, really, really enjoyed pairing the Luxalon 4G with most of the rackets. I think I I put them in all the rackets except I put a thinner string in the Roger Federer just because I thought maybe a, a 17 would uh would make it a little more playable since it, it's heavy racket um, the 17 of I think maybe Signum or something and then I put the uh, Wilson Revolve which uh, what we'll talk about next Re- Revolve Spin in the uh, 98s blade which maybe was just like too much spin combined but um if you could kind of talk about the uh, wilson revolve and uh spin and, and who that might be good for yeah absolutely revolve is is a very very um popular string that wilson makes it's our only polyester string that we carry it is you know very very soft it's actually one yeah. of the softest polyesters in the market and definitely one of our softest that we carry as well it's a copolymer string and um you know, it's just, it's a, it's a great price point. Um, it's got a lot of fun colors and it's just, it's like I said, very, very soft, easy on the arm. You should be able to generate a lot of spin. Um, we're also coming out with a, um, I know you said revolve, revolve spin, but we're coming out with an actual revolve 
Ben, that's the name of it. Um, it's pentagonally shaped, so it's five-sided, um, which will you should be able to generate even more spin. And some of the early feedback I've gotten, it, it holds tension really well, and people are really, really liking the fact that it's just really, really soft. Yeah, I like the fact that it was uh, really soft, especially when I was stringing. Um, you know, it was just a lot easier to get the string, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through the, the grommet and, and, you know, all that. And, uh, yeah, it felt really good. As you said, price point's awesome. I think it's like 10 bucks or something um, a pack. But, um, yeah, just really soft and and uh, easy to play with. So I do think the Revolve Spin can be a, a great option for a lot of those, uh, a lot of players who, who would, you know, like those characteristics. Um, so Preston, again, I appreciate, uh, you know, you sending me the, uh, the demos, uh, those rackets and the strings as well. I do have a couple more questions for you here. Um, and so first off, what sources would you recommend, uh, to our audience to just kind of enhance their knowledge of tennis rackets and also strings? Well, depending on, you know, if, if they play at clubs or not, you know, listening to the pros, you know, talking to to them, I think is obviously a great resource. Um, going online, I mean, there's there's plenty of good resources now online. You know, obviously love for people to buy local, whether it's at, you know, the local brick and mortar store or at the clubs they play at. Um, but just even going online, whether it's, you know, Wilson.com, Tennis Warehouse, I mean, I know they have a lot of great um reviews and things like that um and then uh yeah i mean i, I think those are some some good sources for, for for people to to kind of gain some more information yeah those are great sources Preston. appreciate those and uh, you know tennis warehouse also has a, a very active forums where you can ask questions there and you know you can go on uh, like other forums like maybe reddit tennis or you know other ones you can find um and also i'd i'd suggest um our audience or for you guys to check out my um, interview with Tim Strawn, who's a master racket technician. Uh, and I talked to him on episode 18 of the Tennis Files podcast, specifically about how to choose um, the right strings for your game. Preston, so, you know, this is a question that I ask all my guests. Um, and, you know, you've given us a lot of great information on rackets and things but what is one piece of advice that you can give our audience on how they can improve their tennis games so um <laughs> practice <laughs> yeah um no i mean i think the, uh, with me working on the equipment side of things um, i think it's it's important to find the right equipment because i think that can make a huge impact on your game, um, not just from the rackets, but from the string as well. So, you know, kind of going to kind of full circle with everything we've been talking about, you know, talking to the right people, demoing the right type of rackets, getting the right type of advice and being able to, um, you know, find the right, find the right racket and the, and the right string that's, that's good for your game. Yeah. I think that's excellent advice, Preston. I mean, it's, you're doing a disservice if you just pick up any racket and start playing and whatnot. Cause I mean, there's obviously a lot of variability in each of these rackets. And even though you may get used to the racket eventually, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can tweak your racket and, uh, I mean, choose different rackets and different strings, different tensions, and then uh, find the optimal one for your game. So don't be afraid to, uh, you know, just try out different strings and rackets. It's, it doesn't really cost much at all. Um, these days. 
So, Preston, where can we follow you and uh, and Wilson as well? Me, I'm hard to follow. You know, I'm hard to find. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm out and about all over the place, all over the Mid Atlantic, trying to get as much Wilson products out there. Um, but for for Wilson, I mean, obviously, you can go to Wilson.com, um, and you can get a lot of information there on on our website of you know, new products that are coming out or, or what's currently available. Um, also, I mean, for your your uh, social media people out there, um, like on Twitter at, you know, at Wilson tennis, you know, there's, there's a site, you know, there's information there where you can kind of follow, you know, the latest and greatest in terms of products or players or, uh, just all sorts of fun information there. So, and then we also have an Instagram and a Facebook page as well. Just, I think if you just Google or search Wilson tennis, you should be able to find all that information. Awesome, uh, Preston, and we'll have the links to all those um, resources and links that uh, and profiles that you mentioned on uh, the on the show notes page at tennisfiles.com slash thirty eight. Um, but Preston, I really want to thank you for coming onto the show and for you know sending these awesome sticks to me to, to try out and the strings. I really had a, a fun time and enjoyed trying them out and. Kudos to you um, for, for the great job that you're doing with Wilson and, you know, and, and educating uh, all these players about um, the best uh, rackets and technologies for their game. And, uh, you know, you're very professional and, and um, is responsive with me. And I'm sure that uh, Wilson's very proud to have you as a uh, you know, sales manager for them. And I uh, wish you all the best and hope to uh, connect with you again soon, Preston. Thank you so much, and once again, I, I really appreciate you. You you have me on the show, and, and for your professionalism as well, and, and for taking the time to, to test our products and, and talk about it. So, thanks again for having me. Sure, Preston. Thanks so much. Take care. Take care. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Preston Lemon from Wilson. I really enjoyed speaking with him about Wilson's latest rackets, as well as um, their strings that they have to offer, and as well as Luxalon string. Um, it was really a fun playtest for me, and I hope you got a lot out of the advice that Preston had on how to choose the right racket for your game, um, as well as the uh, descriptions from both of us of each of the rackets that we mentioned on the show today. And uh, as I said, you can get all the links to the rackets and uh, Wilson, um, you know, their their social profiles and whatnot at tennisfiles.com slash 38. And I would also really appreciate it if you guys would subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast. Um, you know, if you find the show informative and uh, think you'd enjoy me uh, hearing me speak to other um, tennis experts and great tennis minds and players, coaches, etc., then um, I think it would be great for you to subscribe to the show, of course. Um, I always love leaving you guys with a quote when I can remember to do so. And the quote of the day is from Napoleon Hill, who is an author of Think and Grow Rich, among other fantastic books. And he said, What the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. Fantastic quote right there. All right, everyone. Appreciate you listening in. And I will see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.